Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire women. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Hello, Sky community. Welcome to another episode of Sky Women. I'm so thrilled for today's podcast. We will be talking with Melissa Holmes. She is an OB-GYN and mother of three girls. She, with her friend and partner, Trish Hutchinson, a pediatrician and mother of two girls, have over 30 years of combined experience as physicians for girls and adolescents, and they started Girlology in 2013, and they have been writing, teaching, and living Girlology ever since. What is Girlology, you might be asking yourself? Well, this is an education platform to help you with all things related to puberty. This program helps to take away the awkward and give you just the information you need to feel confident. I am thrilled to bring Girlology to Fort Worth and we'll be offering courses. The first one is March 21st from 4 to 6 p.m. That's this coming Sunday, so sign up. Tomorrow, Thursday, is the last day for you to sign up for the course. All right, before we get to the episode, a little bit about Sky Women and this niche that we have in reducing back and pelvic pain in pregnancy and postpartum. Someone shared with me recently, my major obstacle to planning another child was disabling back pain in pregnancy starting at eight to 10 weeks. Now I know that is no longer an obstacle because of your gift to the world. Friends, when I read this, literally tears came to my eyes. If you're in the Fort Worth area and you have back and pelvic pain in pregnancy and you've tried massage therapy and chiropractors and all of the things and you're not getting relief and you want some solutions, come visit us at Sky Women's Health. We are thrilled to serve you. You can find us at www.skywomenshealth.com or on Instagram or Facebook at Sky Women's Health. You can request an appointment directly from the website. All right, on to the episode. I really want to hear about how you guys decided to develop Girlology, like how it came about and how it's evolved over time. Yeah, so, you know, it came about by accident, like so many things that we do, right? There was just a need for it. And honestly, it happened because my chairman's wife was my patient. And, you know, you want to keep the chairman happy, right? I was in academics. Um, And she came up to me one day and said, Melissa, I need you to talk to Katie about puberty and her periods and all of that. And she knows I tell this story publicly, so it's fine. Um, And uh, I was like, oh, you can do that. I mean, your husband's an OBGYN. I'm sure you're comfortable with these conversations. And she's like, no, I'm really not. And I went, well, okay, we'll do this. So I, and Katie went to a school. I was in Charleston, South Carolina. She went to a school. A lot of the moms there were patients of mine. Um, And so I selfishly, I knew that those other moms were going to ask me to do the same thing. And, you know, I was a busy OBGYN and I didn't have time to do this. So I called Brett, the mom back. And I said, Hey, could you get Katie's friends and their moms all together. And let's just do this once. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was like, you want the moms there? I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Because (laughs) when the girls go home and the moms all say, what did you learn? They're going to say nothing. I already knew it all, you know? Right. But when moms and daughters are together or dads and daughters or whatever adult figure comes with them, they can go home and continue these conversations. And honestly, I think that was probably the most I'll say brilliant 
it wasn't a forethought. It just was serendipity things that we did because that really gave us an advantage over, you know, your traditional puberty classes at school or bringing the girls in just for a talk. But having that mother daughter or parent child relationship as we went through this was super helpful. So on a Saturday, I, I called my best friend who's a pediatrician. Okay. I said, Hey, come do this with me. This will be fun. You talk about growth and development. I'll talk about periods and puberty, and we'll just make this a fun Saturday event. So we did. And it was like this Katie and her soccer team and all their moms. And we got together and I will tell you that our first one was <laughs> probably scary for a lot of the girls. <laughs> we totally went overboard. Like we showed a birthing video. We were so into it. And, um, but they loved it. And the moms were so grateful. And within about four days, I got about five phone calls from other moms saying, when are you going to do this again? I heard about what you did. We want to do the same thing. And so we just realized we had struck a chord in our community and these moms all wanted to do the right thing by their daughters, but they just didn't feel comfortable doing it themselves. And so having two physicians lead the program was ideal. Um, and that's how it started. That's amazing. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, because I thought many times like, oh, my, my good friend, who's a pediatrician would be a great person to partner with. And then I see what you guys are doing. And I'm like, they've already figured it out. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, the fun thing was I had, I had two daughters at the time. I have three now. Um, and Trish, my, my business partner Hutchison, um, had two daughters. And so we were, we were all about girls health, right? Right. And so we started teaching these classes. And by the time this initial group aged up, they started asking for the next class. Okay, what can we talk about next? Like, can you do the sex talk? And we we're like, sure, we can do this too. So we kept building our curriculum to match the age group of that first cohort. Um, and then the most common question we got from parents as we were doing that is, well, what about the boys? What can right. we do about the boys? And so, you know, this was, we started this in 2003. I mean, we've been doing this a long time, wow. um, probably eight years into it. We also added guyology um, mm -hmm. with the help of a male pediatrician. He's a med specialist. Um, and so it hasn't taken off as much as the girlology has, but it's, it's super important because not only do we talk to boys about their puberty, we also explain periods and menstruation to boys. So they grow up with a better understanding. They're good allies, you know, so that's kind of how it got started. But as it grew and it grew like wildfire. So we were in Charleston, South Carolina. There is a big connection between Charleston and Charlotte, North Carolina. So all of a sudden we were getting requests from Charlotte and we would drive to Charlotte and do the girlology program. And then I, in academics, I was speaking on a national circuit on different topics, mostly pediatric and adolescent gynecology or adolescent sexuality. And so I had these physicians coming up to me at ACOG or AAP saying, I want to do what you're doing. Um, and as more and more travel requests came in for us to spread our programs out, you know, we had young kids at home and I was like, I don't really want to do all this traveling. So we called on some of those people who had said, I want to do what you're doing like you and mm -hmm. said, you know what, you'd be a great girlologist. So why don't we get this all together? We'll tell you how we do it. We created a speaker's kit. We had somebody help us write the curriculum exactly as we'd done it for years. And 
you know, I will say it took us probably, it took us years to get it perfected. I mean, we know which jokes work. We know which ones flop. <laughs> we know sure, how man. to explain things that don't make girls scared. And that, that took a little time to figure out. Um, and learning how to talk to eight to 10 year olds is, is a challenge sometimes. And so we just feel like we kind of mastered it. And then we were so happy to share it with other providers so they could do the same thing. And it's incredibly rewarding when we go out and lead these classes. Right. I, I can totally see that you are feeling, you're filling a niche that was in your community, but also it's, spread so wide to other communities who are in need as well and wanting to do it because you guys bring a great energy to it. So it's obvious that you're um, living your purpose. <laughs> oh, thanks. We feel like we are. I mean, you know, I do feel like that sometimes through Girlology, I, I have a much bigger reach and bigger impact than I do seeing, you know, 30 patients a day, right? Yeah, I think the biggest concern from parents who bring their daughters to Girlology is, I want to give them all the right information, but I don't want to give them too much too soon. Right. right. And so learning how to be age appropriate in the information we give kids has been one of the biggest worries that I see parents have. Sure. Um, and they also are very concerned about doing it right. Like a lot of people didn't get this education growing up. Their parents didn't do a great job with it, right? And so they just want, we all want to do better for our kids than we had for ourselves. And that I think that's the biggest worry. Um, one of the things I think that we do well is because we've taught this for so many years, we've heard all the questions, you know? Sure. And so we are able to cover the things that kids want to know that moms will be like, I never even thought about telling her that, you know, I wouldn't have included that in my puberty discussion. Sure. Uh, and so we, we consider that we are, we're springboard, right? They come for this, this two hour class. If you're doing a live class or they watch an on-demand class and it's a springboard for a lot of other conversations. Um, and, you know, I know that you're going to be teaching the live classes and I'm so excited for that because what you'll find is that you'll run into some of these kids in the grocery store later and they'll come up to you and they'll be like, I started my period and it wasn't scared. You know, it's, it's like super fun. So I am raising boys and I think it is equally important for boys to understand what girls go through, but also to understand what their body is going through. Right. And I feel like I thought I was doing a good job with my teenager the yeah, others are little and it's not even on the radar, but with my teenager and in recent months, he said, yeah, you know, you don't really learn a lot in health class. I mean, most of it, I learned from my friends and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and what have you learned? <laughs> Those hours of conversation <laughs> we've had, you know, very direct, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, my kids are the same way. Like my three daughters, my, my two older ones are young adults now sure. and in grad school or beyond. And um, my youngest is 15 and they love to rag on me about, you never told me that. I'm like, I told you that 3000 times in many different ways. So That's hearing it point. from somebody else. <laughs> That's a really good point, hearing it from somebody else. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about attending a girlology class is that you and 
a trusted adult come to class together or attend virtually, and you have this platform for somebody who is a trusted source to give you good, solid information. And it's just affirming the things that the parents were already telling, or maybe it sparks questions for mom or dad. And then you can go back and have that comfort level with the communication. So blog, I wrote about my first trip to the gynecologist. Uh, and whenever I started I period, I thought that I was bleeding internally because I had been laying in the living room floor that day and my younger brother had stepped on my stomach, just bothering me, just being a pest. Right. So later that day, when I started, I just knew that I was bleeding internally and mm-hmm. I had severe, painful periods, passing clots, all the things. And my mom took me to a gynecologist. I had no forewarning about what would happen, what to consider, nothing. I laughed through a very uncomfortable pelvic exam because it was yeah. so embarrassing. And so one of my impetus for doing this class is I don't want that to happen to anybody else. Absolutely. You know, I want women to know or girls to know whenever they come to see the gynecologist, a lot of times that first visit is just getting comfortable knowing this is what a speculum looks like. This is when you will need an exam. Half mm-hmm. the time they don't need an exam when they come right. to see me. It's more about having that trusted source that they can come to for all of the particular concerns. And it's more of an educational visit. Absolutely. It's a talking visit. And that's, you know, that's one of the things I love about practicing pediatric and adolescent gynecology is that if you can, if you can help them understand that in the beginning and you can give them this information for adolescents, I mean, you change their lives. I, part of the impetus for me continuing with this girlology journey was years of practice of seeing adult women who didn't understand their periods, didn't understand their body, never were told anything and we're adult women with this lack of information. So my whole goal is like, we can't improve women's health until we have improved girls' health, right? Absolutely. And and get them up to speed. And then they're less anxious. They're more knowledgeable. I mean, our tagline is, you know, no fear less and no more. Um, And so that's exactly what we want them to do. I was scared by my first period too. I was sure that it was cancer. I didn't know what cancer was, but I knew that that was probably what was in my underwear. And to our parents' credit, like it wasn't talked about in their generation either. You know, you were just left to your own vices to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I even knew what a period, my mother had told me what a period was, but I didn't expect it to look like it looked. Right. Okay. Sure. So it's like this brown stuff in my underwear. And I'm like, this must be what cancer is. <laughs> and so that's one of the things, one of the points that we make in the puberty program is, you know, the color of the blood means nothing. It can be brown. It can be black. It can be red. You know, there's, there's so many things that, that catch us by surprise if we're not aware of it. Education is power. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what have been the biggest hurdles between communication of parents and kiddos since we're teaching boys and girls now, Mm -hmm. what's been the biggest hurdles in communication that you've seen come back? Um, as far as communication between parents and kids, I think, you know, we actually have research that tells us that if you ask parents, have you had a good talk with your children about puberty and sex, the parents will say, yes, we've had a great talk. And when you ask the kids, 
it's like, you know, 25% or less say, yeah, we've had a great talk. You know, the parents are like 90% or something. <laughs> I don't remember right. the numbers, but parents right. think they've had the talk with their kids and their kids are like, no. And so I think the biggest hurdle in communication is parents think that one and done will do it. Like I'm going to have the puberty talk. I'm going to have the sex talk. I'm going to have the porn talk. I mean, like it's these single little talks, Sure. but for kids, I mean, developmentally, the way their brain works, they need to hear the same message in multiple contexts to be able to really learn it. And so it needs to be a string of conversations, not just a single conversation. And I think that's the biggest barrier that parents, you know, when they come to a girlology class and they say, okay, I've done that. I've checked that one off, but we always remind them, you know, this is not a one and done. You have to keep talking. Yes. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest hurdle for parents. I love that you bring that up because it is certainly, it needs to, there needs to be a comfort level there so that the child is able to approach mom or dad and ask those questions and it just can be this continuous conversation because they're not going to process it all at once like right. an adult may right they're going to yeah. have additional questions or curiosities or concerns and if we have those open lines of communication you know they can say hey remember in girology class mm -hmm. when they said x what did that actually mean or can we look something up about this i don't know if any um our listeners had those, those kids who are like on the constant search for information, like my seven-year-old. <laughs> yes. And you worry about where they're going to land. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you have to, you know, kind of be that. Um, but then there's also, guy. we hear from a lot of parents, like my child doesn't ask any questions. Like they've never asked questions. So how do I even start these conversations? When's an appropriate time to start it? Um, and, you know, we always say like, use music, use a TV show, use their friends, you know, talk about their peer groups, talk about something you read in the news, just drop these little conversation openers whenever you can. Um, and they'll eventually, you know, take hold. How about we address the top two tips for parents when it comes to talking about puberty with their preteens? So my, my favorite tips for talking to kids about puberty are one, start young, start way before you think you're going to need to start. And honestly, it begins when they're toddlers, like teach them the right names for their body parts, yes. um, have those answer their questions. Like when they say, where do babies come from? Don't evade. You can give a very simple answer. Like babies come from a uterus and they are born through a vagina. And, you know, that's a lot for a kid that makes a lot more sense to have a special place where babies grow than a baby grows in your tummy with like chewed up food. I mean, that would be gross, right? So being honest sometimes gives them a better answer. So start early with all the conversations. And then when your child hits like seven or eight and they see you, you know, changing a pad in the bathroom or they see you buying tampons, I mean, it's an easy conversation. Um, and so that will make your life a lot easier as a parent when you start young and make the conversations comfortable. But I will also say like, there's no parent shaming here. So if you haven't started and your kid is 11, it's okay to start now too. I mean, just, just get started um, and start with the simple stuff. Like, do you know the names of the anatomy? Let's talk about where babies come from. Let's talk about how your body's going to change in these cool ways and make it fascinating and interesting and matter of fact. So my second tip would be, um, I, I always say drop the drama, like 
we don't need to whisper about vaginas or periods. Like we can talk openly about them. And so, and like hiding pads or, oh, you know, your brother can't see this. I mean, no drama, just like matter of fact, this is like band-aids and toilet paper. Right. Um, so those are probably my, my best tips. I love it. Those are fantastic tips. And I agree completely because my 16 year old was asking me questions in second and third grade. Yeah. He had yeah, particular questions cool. where do babies come from? And yeah, they're I remember curious. they're, they're curious. so curious at five. He asked me, he demanded to know where babies come from. Cause he was upset that whenever I delivered babies, I never brought them home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he great. finally was like, well, where, how did the babies get out? And he just demanded to know, and he's, you know, playing with his trucks. And I finally just said, you know, babies come out of the vagina or yeah. sometimes we have to cut them out of mommy's tummies. And he's like, Okay. That was the end of the conversation. You know why? Because they haven't sexualized those words yet. Like, right. It's like an elbow to them. I've got a penis. There's a vulva, you know, it's, it's not sexualized at all. So that's why it's so easy. Once they're in middle school, they totally sexualize those words. And if you've never had a conversation with them about it, they don't, you know, they start feeling awkward and they're like, Oh, I already know this. So that's why starting young makes it so helpful. I'll tell you a funny story about when my daughter was five, um, somebody at school said their dog was getting fixed. And she came home and said, why is their dog broken? Why is it broken? And I said, their dog's not broken. Getting fixed is how they keep the dog from having puppies. And she's like, she kind of looked at me and I said, well, really it, they take the dog's uterus out. And she was like, oh, cause that's where babies grow. I was like, yep, that's where babies grow. So they take it out. So the dog can't have puppies. And she totally understood it. So it's remarkable what they can understand at young ages. Absolutely. <laughs> My seven-year-old told his little brother a couple of years back that there was no way he had a baby in his tummy because he didn't even have a uterus. There you go. So he was completely right. It's like factual information. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So start early and drop the drama. I love yeah. Okay. And so for young girls, because this education is such an important piece, it really empowers girls, which translates then into empowered women. So I love this work. What are your tips for young girls who might feel embarrassed about joining in girlology class? Oh, well, we've had, you know, we've had girls come in scared to death, crying, uh, really nervous. We also have some moms who come in like that too. Sure. Um, my, our advice is, you know, give us a minute and we're going to make this fun. It's you're going to have a good time. So for our classes, I mean, I think as soon as they come in, a lot of times we're playing music, we've got some fun, you know, little things around the room and they're looking around and they see that that's the other thing about group education. When you have a group of girls together learning this, they realize that they're not the only one. They're not the only one who feels awkward. They're not the only one their age who's learning this stuff. And as the class goes on, they're like, we're all in this together. They hear the questions that other people have. Um, so for girls, I think whether they're attending a live class or just learning about puberty, I think the main thing for them to realize is that, you know, half the world has a period. And so it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually a sign of health. Um, and it's 
it gives us a really special power of creating life. And so, you know, that sounds all touchy feely. And for moms, you know, we can get all tearful when we talk about things like that. But for girls, it's, I think it really is empowering for them to know that, you know, this thing that people seem to be embarrassed to talk about and that carries this taboo is actually an amazing strength and a very unique thing that, that we share with generations of other women. And once they realize that and we're all in this together, I think they feel less embarrassed and more curious to learn more. I love it. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I recently had a patient who brought her daughter with her because she wanted her to understand what it was to go to the gynecologist and to have an exam. Yes. How old was she? She was 18. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had moms bring like their eight-year-olds in and yeah. sat there through a pelvic exam. And, and you know, I'm at first I was like, oh, I'm not sure that this is a great idea, but the mom was so great. I mean, we know our kids best, right? Right. This mom knew that her daughter was going to be fine with it because they had had so many talks about their bodies. And she's like, they're going to check mommy's vagina and my vulva and just make sure that everything looks normal. Just like when you go to the doctor, they look in your ear. And so this little eight-year-old is like, are you going to look in my vagina? I'm like, we don't need to look in your vagina until you're a lot older, <laughs> but I'm glad you know what your, where yours is, you know? Right. Right. Oh, I so, love that. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. So I think, you know, we can educate them at any age, just as long as it's age appropriate. Absolutely. So that's one of the beautiful things about gorology is that you have made it progressively age appropriate, you know, keeping the initial uh, something new about you for that eight to 11 year old. And then the older uh, conversation, it, which is co-ed, if I'm understanding that correctly, right? right? right. The co-ed course is um, where the sex ed piece comes in. Right. So we found that parents really appreciate that we address puberty without going into sex. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, if you think about it, there's a lot to understand about puberty and sure. the class is two hours long. I mean, if you're going to add reproduction to that, it's a you know, you could do it again soon, but these kids need time to process this information. Like you alluded to earlier, they want to process it. They want to think about it. They have a lot of questions. So let them get comfortable with their body. And then we can go into the details of reproduction. Um, we have had some parents who take them right through both classes right in a row. And, you know, boy, I bet they're exhausted at the end of the day. <laughs> but, but for the most part, we find that people sp space those things out, you know, eight months apart, six months apart, sometimes a year apart. Um, I have a TED talk called Eight is Great, which is about uh, that talking to your kids about sex at the age of eight is perfectly appropriate. And people kind of raise their eyebrows at that, like, well, your puberty class is really for eight and up. So you're supposed to talk about sex before puberty. And it's like, you can, you can explain reproduction, the, the basics of reproduction really young as long as you've, they've learned body parts. And then the puberty is a great conversation for when their peers are starting to develop or they're starting to have some questions. So, you know, second, third grade. Um, so you really can do them all at the same time, just depending on how you've been talking to them. Right. I agree. We have a little doll called Irwin. We got off of the internet. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, he zips open, he has a penis and he zips open and you, you know, can see all the different body parts and you can take the little pieces out. And so it's really helped my kiddos just understanding. Now I need to get a female one who has a uterus and a vagina, right? <laughs> I, find one. I, wonder, I, know there, 
there used to be one and I got a prototype of it, but I don't know if it ever went to market. I see. Okay. Well, this is really exciting. I'm going to go listen to that Ted talk because I have one who's going to be eight next year. There you go. <laughs> Um, this has been so nice to have you on and I would love it if you would share with everyone one where they can find you because I know you're all over the place. I see on Facebook and YouTube and tell us, first of all, before we go there, tell us the, one of the funnest things that you've done through Girlology. Oh, by far the funnest thing I did was a commercial with Amy Schumer. So if you've seen any of the, um, the Tampax new commercial, new ads with Amy Schumer, I got to be her gynecologist <laughs> and that was a hoot. I mean, she, I, I knew my script, I knew my lines, but she doesn't follow a script. I mean, you go in there and it's all ad lib. So when you see, if you see it, you'll see my face going like, oh my God, what am I supposed to say to that? So it was, it was, uh, very authentic, <laughs> but yes, it was, it was a blast. Yes, I've seen that ad and it is amazing. You should go listen or watch the Tampax ad with Dr. Melissa Holmes and Amy Schumer. Um, yeah, so I have a upcoming class called The Girlology Something About You and it's on March 21st from four to six. And so I hope that um, all will sign up if you have a daughter between the ages of eight and 11. And I feel like even if your daughter's older, but you feel like, gosh, we really need to address some of these basics, sign up. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great conversation starter and you're going to be such a great girlologist. We're so excited to have you doing this. Thank you. I am thrilled too, because I do believe that with more education, you are going to be less fearful and it's just going to empower these girls. So tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. So the main place you can find us is on our website, girlology.com. Um, we also are on Instagram at girlology and we have a Facebook page, which is also I think it's Girlology One, but if you Google Girlology, you'll find it. Um, we do a lot of live chats on Facebook. We and our Girlology page is really just educational content on um, Instagram. Uh, I, we all have personal accounts too, but that's not really what I'm here to promote. It's really just about Girlology for me. Yeah, absolutely. And don't you have a YouTube channel? We have, so we have a foundation also, we've always been a really mission driven company. And so our girlology company really addresses puberty, reproductive education and emerging sexuality. And our foundation addresses menstrual health. And so we have girlologyfoundation.org, which has a YouTube channel, but all of our video content that's for parents and we have classes for girls is on our website, which is girlology.com. Okay, great. And I love that it's very affordable prices for families to join into Girlology because it's a monthly subscription, right? It is. We also have free content. So we have an app. It's in the app store and app and um, wherever you get your apps, it's in all of them. You can download the app for free. We do put free content out every week, um, but then our premium content is by subscription and it's about $50 a year, which, you know, that's the same cost of going to a class. So it ends up being pretty, pretty affordable. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, everyone go follow Girlology. There's so much good information. And if you're interested in taking a course with your daughter, go ahead and sign up. I'll have the link in the show notes for the upcoming class on March 21st. Awesome. We're so excited for you.